make no mistake, <laughs> Nick and I, we definitely share words sometimes, but <laughs> we, the secret I think is, you know, in those moments you have where you're like, yes, your spouse is annoying you, but you you can work through it. But then there's those times where you're like, if, if he says one more thing, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I feel like we've all been there. Nick yep. and I have what we call a safe word. <laughs> and this word never comes out unless we really just need you to just back off. <laughs> and I think <laughs> it's helped us so much in our work together because then we come home at the same time and we make dinner and we go to vacation together. It's a lot of togetherness. So you have to be able to respect that moment when even if you're in the wrong and there, it doesn't matter if you're at that point where you're going to say something you don't mean or you can't take back or it's going to escalate it for no reason. We have this word and it's a tool that we use to just reset. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Sarah Kara Kayan is all about maximizing the design and function of spaces, especially small ones. For Sarah, it all started on the road as a world-traveling performer in a hit Broadway musical where the only constant was her thoughtfully compartmentalized suitcase. In 2014, Sarah teamed up with handy hubby Nick to create beautiful spaces full-time as Nestor's LLC, a professional organizing, design, and handyman company. Sarah and her husband are Airbnb super hosts, and their work has been featured on the HGTV television series, Beach Flip. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. Welcome, Sarah. We're happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. The question that we always ask when we chat with professional organizers is, how did you get started in the business? Such a good question. I think like a lot of organizers, we didn't know that this was a thing we could do and make a living at. So <laughs> ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be an actor and I followed those dreams all the way to New York City. But it's a really hard industry and I don't care how many people tell you how hard it is. If you're like me and you're super stubborn, you have to find out for yourself. <laughs> so about 10 years into living in New York City, I was just very burnt out and I was looking for inspiration. And I was actually on this app called Guilt where you can find coupons for services. And this one gentleman had a business, I think it was called the OCD Experience. And I said, what is this? And so I dove into a deep black hole of his business and he offered organizing services. And from there on out, I was hooked. I bought every book I could. I joined the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, also called NAPO, my New York chapter. And, and that was it. And that was in 2014. Wow, that's an interesting transition from theater <laughs> to organizing. I love singing and dancing, but I was also that child who um, I shared a, a bedroom with my sister when I was little and I had put painter's tape, the blue tape, down the middle of the bedroom because I was tidy and organized and my sister was not. So I love it. 
So that has always been in me. And whenever I need, whenever I have a day of like stress or an audition went bad, I'd go home and I would tidy up my home. It was therapeutic for me. And friends always asked me to help them move and unpack and set up their home because they knew that A, I loved doing it and B, I was good at it. So that's always kind of been there. That's a great illustrative example of the KonMari principle of only tidying your own things. Uh-huh. Like literally making a line between your things and the other person's things. I That's love it. true. <laughs> well, we love the fact that professional organizing is one of those professions that you can really bring a lot of different skills to the table to help clients. And your theater skills are very interesting. I'm curious in how that translates to benefiting your clients and helping you organize? I've found that communicating with sometimes thousands of people in an audience from the stage is easier than communicating with people one-on-one. But Hmm. that being said, I feel like my theater background has afforded me excellent communication skills. I have a lot of patience I can make things fun, even if the client doesn't feel like what they're doing is fun. I just feel like there's something about, I don't want to say performing because I'm not putting on an act when I'm with clients, but I definitely make sure that they're enjoying their time. I want to make sure that they're getting something out of the experience because what they want to do is improve their their life and their day-to-day. And even as an actor, we're there to perform, to entertain, to provide value to the, to our audience. So I, I think there's something there, the communication aspect of what I did as an actor to now working one-on-one or sometimes smaller groups of, of people. That completely makes sense. I, I'm sitting here thinking about my work with clients and how oftentimes I do feel that my role is to be you know, not only a coach, but kind of a cheerleader right. and being enthusiastic and positive is really, you know, just such a big part of what I, what I hope to bring. And so what you just said just ties that in perfectly. You know, Kristen and I are KonMari people, but we absolutely and definitely believe that other methods work in other situations. And we really appreciate and admire the wide door that our profession um, has as far as bringing other methods to the table. What is your particular organizational philosophy and what kinds of methods have worked for you and in, in, in the work with your clients? I read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and I didn't know about it right when it came out, but a friend of mine was like, oh, I know you love organizing and I think you'll love this book. And I read it and I loved how it was just this perfect little package of a way to present to a client to get from A to Z. Now, and I agree with you, I think there's a lot of great ways out there to do that. But I've always been of the mindset that it's not really enough to want to get organized because your mother wants you to get organized or your spouse does. Or yes, it might bring you anxiety and and stress when you come home. But for me, before I start working with a client, I need to know what their why is. Why do you want to get organized? Because if that why isn't strong enough, I often find that clients experience burnout quickly. They get disinterested very quickly. They may not have me back, not because of my lack of of skills or drive or entertainment like we just talked about, but because they're just kind of over it. I think it's because their why wasn't big enough. And when you really ask yourself why you're calling me, why you want to get organized, that can really help drive you through the work that it takes to become organized and then 
to stay organized. Because as we all know, once you're organized, it's not set it and forget it. You've got to keep maintaining it and, and making sure those systems remain in place or tweaking them as your life changes. And so I think once clients really understand that and they have a why, maybe it's to afford themselves more time with their children. I often have my clients write their why down on a piece of paper and hang it somewhere where they'll see it until our work together is either done for good or done for the time being. And that kind of helps them get through it. But for me, the client having a good why is is really crucial. I totally agree with that, Sarah. The why is so important. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I think our role as organizing professionals, we are there to be, you know, a coach, cheerleader. We wear many hats, but it's all about giving customized guidance. But ultimately, once we leave, it's up to the client to put into the work or while we're there, it's up to the client to put in the work alongside mm-hmm. of us. And it's similar to having a fitness trainer. We can't do the push-ups for the client, right? <laughs> we can't, that, that's not, you know, going to work. So that why has to be there or either they're not going to do the work when you're there or when you leave, it's not going to be maintained. Right. Speaking of professional organizing, you have really taken your organizing business in many different directions. You focus on design as well as renovation projects and DIY. Where did this evolution begin? My husband went to college for architecture. He has his master's degree in architecture. He learned very quickly that he did not want to sit behind a desk and draw designs all day. He loves working with his hands to put himself through college. He was a general contractor, hung drywall. So when we moved to the city, he worked for Google and helped them design ball pits and nap pods and all these really cool things. But he was like, you know what I really want to do is I really want to just use my hands and help people make their homes beautiful. So while I was having this, I call it my mid-20s crisis (laughs) of transitioning (laughs) from acting to becoming a business owner as a professional organizer, I found out that a lot of my clients needed shelves hung or they needed custom cabinetry made or they were like, ah, these handyman things have been on my list for years. It'd be great to knock them out. Well, just so happens my husband can do that for you. And same goes with him. He would tell clients what I did and they would say, I wonder if your wife could help me. So it was just this beautiful marriage of what we did separately. We kept hiring each other to get our projects done. So I actually had a different business name in 2014. I had my own business. It was called We Organize. And I spelled organize with the letters N-Y in the middle. I thought it was very clever. I lived in New York (laughs) City at the time. And uh, my husband's name was Fix It Astoria. We lived in Astoria, Queens, and that's where a lot of his projects were based. But we decided to join forces. We created the name Nesters and... I just find that when you organize a space, then people are like, whoa, I can see the room in a whole different light. What do you think about wall colors or curtains or new furniture? And sometimes that translates to bathroom renovations and kitchen renovations. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to say no because I was just enjoying myself so much and learning what I was capable of as a business owner. And so, yeah, and we've got 20 plus renovations under our belt at this point. We've done it on national TV. Now we do little DIY videos. And I just feel like anything related to the home, Nick and I can pretty much do or point you in the right direction of someone who can. And that's been our bread and butter now for years. I love that. Really, 
soup to nuts in terms of like Mm -hmm. taking care of the home from the organizing standpoint to the design standpoint and the DIY aspect. That's something that I'm sure that some of our listeners are very interested in. We know with experience with Kanmari that once we clear out the clutter and kind of reconcile some light unfinished business, those heavy projects start to show up. Uh, oh, that crack in the mirror or oh, right. that tile that's out of place, you know, it sticks out like a sore thumb. So I'm sure we have some listeners out there who are looking to maybe go in the direction of dabbling in DIY. Do you have any recommendations if they're on the fence to DIY or not to DIY? Right. It's such a great question. And there really isn't a flat answer for every person. We get asked that question a lot. I think it's because, and I really value this, people trust our response. We don't want to just say, no, you should hire professionals. We can come and do it for you. We really want you to take charge of your own household and know that a lot of these things are totally doable. Here are questions you have to ask yourself. Whether or not your skill set is there, that's that's the question you have to ask yourself pretty much last. But the time spent on doing the project, is that enjoyable for you? Does that spark joy? Because if it doesn't, then you could be spending your time doing something else that maybe brings you more joy on your time off from work or what have you. That being said, you might find a lot of pride in changing out that light fixture in your living room and figuring out how to do it because you can do it. And it takes very little know-how. Uh, there are some safety precautions you have to adhere to. But in today's YouTube world, you can really learn how to do a lot of household DIY projects. And so if you think that would bring you some pride, if you have a few tools around the house and you've got the time, a lot of things can be DIY. The most important thing though is just making sure that you're being safe about it. So if you have any doubts about your safety, then definitely call a professional. I think that's such great advice. It's kind of like when we work with clients who want to go to the container store and buy a bunch of big containers. It's like, don't do that until you know exactly what you need. And I think the same is probably true of like Home Depot. I remember a time when I decided I was going to retile a bathroom. (laughs) And I don't know how to do that, but it seemed pretty easy. Well, of course, by the time I was done with the project, I could have hired a team of people <laughs> to, to like handcraft and hand fire the tiles for all the, <laughs> with, with all the mistakes that I made and all the stuff I had to buy and rebuy. I could have had somebody come and do it so much easier. And luckily, I left that house pretty soon after I did that project because I have a very strong feeling it did not last very long. So yeah, I totally agree. It's really about making sure that you are willing to invest the time, money, and you have the expertise to do it. Otherwise, it's, uh, it can be really fun. I mean, those little projects can be really gratifying and when you are able to say that you did something yourself. So I completely agree. I think the same applies for organizing in a sense as well. I mean, we're living in an age where you can pretty much get any information that you want about KonMari or any other organizing method online or on a podcast or on TV. What a time to be alive, really, right? <laughs> right. But, but it's all about the action, right? Like making that transition from just absorbing information to putting it into action. And sometimes we can do it ourselves, of course, Karen and I, for example, married on our own, but I have have clients who have tried it on their own and, and they stutter step a little or the tidiest quickly as possible turns into a year, two years, three years, and they're still mm-hmm. working through Kanmari. So it, it's definitely a point when 
it's maybe more efficient to transition to getting a professional to help you in that sense. To Couldn't agree more. And I think the really fun DIY projects are painting an old dresser that you don't want to throw away that maybe can help you become more organized or things like that are definitely DIYable, quick yeah. before and after for yourself, definitely a weekend situation. But you're right that those those things that take a lot of time and some expertise, like with organizing, mm. it's just nice to have a professional there cheering you on. So one thing that is so fascinating is that you were on HDTV Beach Flip. What was that like? One of the things that we all know is that they make it look so easy when you get the finished little show that's 30 minutes to an hour long, but (laughs) we totally know there's far more to it. Can you tell us a little bit about what that whole experience was like? Absolutely. You know, it really was a life-changing moment in time for my husband and I. Before Beach Flip, we had our two separate companies. And after Beach Flip, that's when we decided to join forces and become a husband and wife team. And since then, not just the TV show, but because we're a team as husband and wife, it's opened up so many doors for us. So we're always very grateful for that experience. Something a lot of people say when they watch reality shows are, oh, they're probably not doing the work, right? Like the talent is on there and they're talking about what they want to do. And maybe they'll like do a brushstroke and then they'll walk away. I'm here to tell you, at least in my experience, we were there until sometimes midnight demoing a space. And I'm talking, my husband had blisters. You know, I was crying because the wrong countertop came in. I mean, it was heightened emotions. And I think they do that kind of on purpose. But nonetheless, it it definitely tested our our abilities, our creativity and how he and I work together because you have cameras on you from the moment you wake up in your bed. So bedhead and all uh, (laughs) to, um, you know, 10 o'clock at night when you are just done. Just think of yourself when you get home from work and then you've got the kids, then you, you know, you need to tidy up your space before you go to bed so you can feel kind of clear. And then they ask you to, that's when you go to tile a backsplash. I mean, you're done, but instead you have to keep going and there's cameras on you. So we really hope you don't make a mistake or say something you can't take back. So it was a lot of fun. And we met some of the most amazing people. And I will say, coming from an acting background to going into what I do now, I really do enjoy having a platform which to to share with an audience what I do. So HGTV was kind of like, you know, my home improvement, you know, not the musical, but <laughs> the, the straight play, <laughs> if you will. So I really enjoyed the cameras. I really enjoyed the fact that I got to share with viewers why we chose a certain material or why we went with a certain design situation in in a space. And I learned very much that media was going to be a big part of what we did going forward. And so since then, we've taken every opportunity to speak at home and garden shows or be guests on podcasts or even now with our, our YouTube channel. And we're having a lot of fun with it. It's really cool how you and your husband really have this synergy together. Do you have any advice for couples thinking about going into business together since you have so much experience with that? I do. You know, everyone is always kind of like, I don't know how you do it. And we would tear our hair out and make no mistake, (laughs) Nick and I, we definitely share words sometimes, but <laughs> we the secret, I think, is, you know, in those moments you have where you're like, yes, your spouse is annoying you, but you you can work through it. But then there's those times where you're like, if, if he says one more thing, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I feel like we've all been there. Nick yep. and I have what we call a safe word. And this word never comes out unless we really just need you to just 
back off. (laughs) And I think (laughs) it's helped us so much in our work together because then we come home at the same time and we make dinner and we go to vacation together. It's a lot of togetherness. So you have to be able to respect that moment when even if you're in the wrong and it doesn't matter if you're at that point where you're going to say something you don't mean or you can't take back or it's going to escalate it for no reason. We have this word and it's a tool that we use to just reset. And that often means like he'll go into another room. I'll stay where I'm at. I need like 30 minutes and then I'm fine. And he's the same way. So I think just you really have to think about the other person and be extra sensitive because it's not like a coworker where you'll probably bite your tongue. It's your spouse. So you're going to say what's going on in your head, (laughs) even if you shouldn't. So I think having some sort of system in place like that, that will help you get through those really tough times. Well, I really like that idea. I think a a safe word uh, to keep from getting too angry is really a super idea whether or not you're working together. I'm just sitting here thinking about my husband, who's also named Nick, and I working together, and I just ah. laughing and laughing because it would never work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that if he heard this idea, he would laugh and laugh also because it just would not work. Our personalities are way too different. So I think part of the key is that you have a shared goal and a, a, yes. a you know a common vision, and you're able to always kind of refer back to that when things get a little stressful or things aren't going as well as you'd like. So. Yeah, I think that's really great. Yeah, we definitely have that shared goal. I think that's the important part there is that we both love transforming spaces. And we also love helping people accomplish in their homes what they've always wanted to get done, but maybe you've had a failed contractor before, or they just keep putting it off. And how mm-hmm. nice is it, is it to go from the wife to helping them you know, organize and design? And there's also this family member my husband who comes in to knock out their honey-do list, if you will. So mm-hmm. yes, that common goal definitely helps us too. I wish I had a DIY project to run by you, Sarah, but right now <laughs> my apartment is about as straightforward as they come at the moment. And That's I've got good, my though. landlord to take care of things if, <laughs> if things go wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Karen, do you have any projects? Well, I was just going to say, luckily, and I'm sure you remember this from your days in New York, Sarah, our building doesn't allow us to do any of those, <laughs> which is good because I would probably get myself in a lot of trouble. So although I will say that I am pretty good at things like hanging pictures. I did have a client recently have me help hang some shelves and it went better than expected. So I don't have anything pending, but I do know that in the past there were times when I was really knee deep in a lot of projects and having someone to bounce things off of would have been really great. Yeah. You know, we are also landlords and I've been a tenant, so I understand your pain. One project we just did that I think is great for people who are renting, and it's not an organizing DIY, but it's a design DIY. But today's temporary wallpaper is amazing. And if you really want to just transform your bedroom and you want to do an accent wall, this will take you a couple hours. It comes off when you move away. And there's tons of different brands out there, but we just did this because I wanted to see for myself. It's a great DIY project. No need to call fancy painters or wallpaper hangers or anything, you can totally do it yourself because it's stuff you can like unstick and restick and move it around. And the after is amazing. No, that's such a great tip. I love that. So Sarah, I have a question about that because I did experiment with temporary wallpaper probably at this point about five or 10 years ago in my apartment that was in Virginia. And I tried it out in my bedroom and the paper started to ripple because of just the temperature change or the paper that was near the vents Mm. would start to kind of bubble or some even fell off the walls. 
of course, the technology is probably outdated by this point. But have you ever experienced that? Or do you recommend maybe people don't use it in the bathroom, for example, where there's like a lot of moisture and a lot of fluctuation of temperature? So today's temporary wallpaper, you're right. The technology is very different. And a lot of people are actually bragging that their temporary wallpaper works well in bathrooms and high moisture places. So I would definitely check out the brands that you're using and see what the manufacturer says where they can go. But some tips are to make sure that you're applying your temporary wallpaper to a wall that has a sheen to it. So a satin paint or a semi-gloss paint that has been cured for at least two weeks And also your walls need to be very smooth. So no bumps or texture or anything. And then you shouldn't have too many bubbling effects, especially if you invest in the nicer temporary wallpapers. Ah, so that was user error then because maybe I don't know. (laughs) I can tell you a hundred percent that was user error because my walls were definitely textured in the entire Uh, condo. Okay. Yeah. And I believe I used flat paint in the bedroom for sure. So Mm -hmm. I just had all kinds of things working against me. (laughs) So this is great to know. Thank you. Yes. And so along those same lines, sir, we'd love to know what your favorite organizing tip is. You know, my favorite tip is, and it might be obvious, but I still love it and I use it all the time, but it's to think up. A lot of people think out when they're in their home and they want to organize and and re-systemize their space. But if we can think up, there's a lot of unused real estate that we can utilize. And of course, there's also the tip that we don't have to utilize all of our real estate just to use it, right? It's nice to have some space to breathe and see your walls and do all that good stuff. But that being said, if you're in a garage or a basement and you really want to maximize your organizing system is to remember to go up. There's lots of ways to maximize your space that way. Great tip. And we also ask all of our guests, what's sparking joy for you today? Yeah. So my husband and I invest in real estate and we just closed on a new project here in Columbus, Ohio that I'm really excited about. It's a 1910 cottage and it belonged to a woman who was a vibrant artist. So I'm really excited to just bring this cottage back to life. And I keep thinking about it. It's on my mind all day long and it just makes me smile. So that's definitely sparking joy. Sounds lovely. Sarah, do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? I just would love to say that I love what you ladies are doing and what you're talking about. Being organized is so important in our lives. It saves us time. It saves us money. Oftentimes, it saves our stress levels and anxiety levels. And so to talk about it often is really important. It can be fun and it can be creative. And to remember that organizing isn't a one-size-fits-all situation. So to make sure that your systems, once you create them, that they work for you and your family and that it's okay to change them with time. Great. That's perfect. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We really loved having you on the show. Thanks, Sarah. I am so grateful to be here. I really appreciate you having me. You can reach Sarah on her website at nesters.com. And nesters is spelled N-E-S-T-R-S.com. She's on Instagram and Facebook at The Nesters. And Sarah is also host of the podcast called Stand Out, Growing Your Organizing and Productivity Business, which is produced by the National Organization of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask Spark Joy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. 
While you're there, sign up to join our Spark Joy podcast community and get notified when each episode airs. You can also join the Spark Joy podcast community on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at Spark Joy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with Conmari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Conmari Media Incorporated or the Conmari Consultant Community.